Hello, and welcome to a Frenchish episode of the Drywall Podcast. I am your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Sean Fawcett of Signature Finished Renovations out of Guelph, Ontario. Sean is a first-generation drywaller with a knack for picking up skills, but quickly found himself gravitating toward drywall. But he always wasn't fond of the construction industry. High school, I took a carpentry course, and I okay. had I had dropped out of it halfway and said, "I don't want to be a carpenter. I'm never going to be a carpenter." And sure. it wasn't because I was doing bad. I was actually getting 80s and 90s. I just thought, "There's no money in this, and what kind of life is this?" And I don't want to work on a construction site, and there's right. a better life. His reluctance gave way to construction, and his skills come from a French influence. But he's developed his own style. I've known Sean, or Foz, as they call him, for about a year now. And I'm glad we finally got a chance to catch up on this episode of the Drywall Podcast. You guys asked, and I listened. Now the Drywall Podcast can be watched in its entirety on our YouTube page. Head over to the Drywall Podcast on YouTube and hit the subscribe button and settle in for 77 episodes of enjoyment. The Drywall Podcast today was brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Wondering what to do about that pesky, ugly, textured, painted wall in your home? Well, think no further. You can use Fresco Harmony to go right over that ugly texture and paint and make your walls and the energy in your room beautiful and harmonious. Curious about becoming a sponsor of the Drywall Podcast? Well, let me solve your curiosity by telling you to reach out and get in touch with me directly at info at frescoharmony.com or you can give me a call directly at 505-400-9313. But for now, Sean Fawcett on the 77th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. Hey, man. How's it going? What's up? Not much. <laughs> the squeeze play, dude. We're doing the squeeze play. I love it. Does that work? Sweet. There we go. That's a little bit of fresco on that back that backsplash. I remember you guys, you and Sean doing doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, but the coolest part about it that really blew me away was the sealer. And like, I don't know if I can get it on video, but Oh yeah. Yeah, it shows. That's two coats of the gloss, right? Yeah, or I think it was the flat or satin or maybe. I don't I can't remember. The gloss can be a little bit more uh protective. Um that's pretty good, pretty good protection though. Yeah, man. I'm I'm like really impressed with that. That like blew me away. It's not bulletproof, but that shit is pretty cool. Like uh you know, I mean I I tout it as the first drywall specific sealer in the world, you know, I mean, there hasn't been a color line for drywall mud. Naturally there needs to be a sealer. Um, (laughs) I guess there there doesn't need to be, but uh, it always, to me, it always needed a sealer. And you know, that sealer didn't come first when we did a, uh, 
uh, we did a plaster job up in Crested Butte. They were using like a sponge on, a round sponge on, uh, like Ocon type plaster sealer. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And I was doing art with acrylic wood, wood varnish, water-based wood varnish. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do, I will sponge on wood varnish, you know, to the, to the color joint compound. That would be how I do it. And I did that for a couple of years. One coat wasn't enough. So I would do two coats of the sponge on varnish and it was horrible to work with. And when mm-hmm. I moved to Albuquerque, I was like, there's got to be a trowelable sealer, like a heavy duty trowelable sealer. And I found Modern Masters makes this stuff called Venetian top coat and mm-hmm. uh, com- comes in a gallon. And I used that for several years until this new sealer came along. That stuff was, it was good, but it would flake when it got a little bit cold, it would flake really bad. And, Interesting. Uh, uh, modern masters sold that company or something about them selling to Glidden, like Glidden bought them out or something. And the, they changed the chemical makeup of that sealer and it got mm-hmm. less protective and it was stinky, really like ammonia. It had this horrible ammonia that would stink up the houses. And so I went on the search for a sealer and we found this stuff and I vetted it pretty heavily and um you know it has you know it has some characteristics that you know we we're dealing with the manufacturing and stuff like that but uh it's really cool stuff yeah and it's not like it doesn't really have much of an odor to it like it has a it has a bit of an odor like a sealer would but it doesn't like overpower the house like as you said that one stuff and and to go to your note though, you were saying like, does it need to be sealed? I guess like paint, like paint seals, yeah, drywall or primer, right. right? So, so because you cut that out, then right, then it does it would need to be sealed. And I was just, I, as I said, I'm completely blown away that it has like a water beating, like it, it's that that strong, I guess, or that you know, yeah, that resilient, right? So. Yeah. And I, was, I mean, I it's qu- not, it's not every wall. You guys sealed that twice. So yeah. Yeah. I put two coats on, but it was only like okay. one of the sample, like to be honest with you, the amount that I put on there was like one of the little sample jars. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a small area. Yeah. But yeah. And I, I did put it on pretty thick and I'll probably like, you know, coat it maybe like every two years or something like that with just a sealer, just to, you know, freshen it up. Right. Yeah, why not? Or you could re-skim it with a different color and seal it if you get tired of that yeah. color. Yeah. Super, totally user-friendly. Um, yeah. We have Sean Fawcett, and that's – is that correct? Yeah. Fawcett? Yeah. I should have been a plumber, Fawcett's Plumbing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, out of – and you are in Ontario. Is there a specific part of Ontario that you're in? Yeah, right now I live in, in Guelph. How do you spell that? But- Guelph, G-U-E-L-P-H. Guelph, uh, Ontario. Yeah. And uh, Signature Finish Renovations, that's your company? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, my signature is on every bit of work I do. That's why I kind of came up with that name. But it also stands for my initial, Sean Fawcett, right? S-F, Signature Finish. I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
my slogan is my slogan is let what is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, my slogan is let my craftsmanship put a signature finish on your next renovation. Excellent. Excellent. And yeah. so renovation, that's more than just drywall, I would assume. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I've, I've been super fortunate with, with my, uh, upbringing. Um, and I've been exposed to a lot and, uh, I've just, I've had a knack for certain things and, other things it takes a little bit more work to be good at, but I can do it at the end of the day. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things like, I don't know, it's just the way I was brought up into it. Right. I never was brought up into like just doing one thing all the time. So it, it, the exposure to multiple trades, like tiling, taping, you know, uh, basic carpentry, everything. Right. Then, uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, like, I mean, I, I, we'll get into all that, Foz. We'll get into all uh, that. And you go by Foz, right? Yeah. I mean, that was just a nickname that was given to me at the golf course. It was like, I like the it. Fawns, the Fawns. Uh, and then it was uh, Fozzie Bear. And then it was like Fozzie. And then I just stuck with it after the golf course. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and f if you don't know, the Fawns, if you're younger, <laughs> the Fon the Fonz was the coolest cat on TV uh, from the famous show Happy Days, uh, yep. who, who Ron Howard was in. He was a youngster in uh, Happy Days. If you don't know who Ron Howard is, he directed a ton of stuff, Backdraft, bleh, all kinds of stuff. Fantastic director and also actor. Um, you know, he's pretty funny. But uh, Henry Winkler is the Fonz. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess it's a clash between the Fonz and then Fozzie Bear. Fozzie <laughs> Bear from yeah, from the Muppets or whatever, right? Yeah, Fozzie Bear. Yeah, uh, so. Cool. And you and I met at CSR. Was that the first time that we had met at the training, or was it uh, was it at the Black Friday event? No, I didn't go to that Black Friday event. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was at that uh, it was at that event that you hosted at uh, CSR, which was awesome. That was a that was a super fun day, and you're you're really good at that, like teaching. And uh, but it, it's funny though because I was on uh, Steve from Whippy Drywall. I was on his live, and he was going on about you know how he's unsure about uh, Fresco, and I'm just like, man, it's yeah. so simple. It's so simple. <laughs> like you don't. He's like, I need Nick. He's like, I need Nick to teach me. Like, I got to take like a week. I'm like, a week, man. Like, he was teaching us all in like two minutes, but it's so simple. Like, you know, he's just like, yeah, how about it? <laughs> like, you're breaking all the rules. That's so awesome. Yes, we break the rules. Um, and that, but you know, to it's it's different. It's different than what you normally would do. I just did a patch around a, uh, a fireplace. They put in the the stove pipe, but they had to. Uh, it was going through like a beam, so they had to frame and cut out this giant hole. And uh, the ceiling was gallery pearl, and um, you know I was able to patch. It didn't like you know they did kind of a crappy job, and then I had to put the the same piece that came down. Like I had to put that back in. I could have probably used a, a new piece, but I was being lazy. It was for a friend. And uh, put that back back in. I use a six inch fiber fuse, 
to offset it because okay. offsets was like a quarter inch. You could still see a little bit of wave in it, but uh, then so I hit that with quick set five fuse, and then I blew over it with a big coat, you know, of fresco harmony. And you don't have to feather the edge because I'm blending into fresco harmony on the ceiling. Yeah. And I was just looking at that thing and I just wanted to throw it up so that she wouldn't have to look at a giant hole in her ceiling. But like, even yeah. that coat looked good. Like it matched, you know, the dried fresco harmony. And then I did another coat and then another coat. And then I sponged off the edge and each coat I'm floating that patch out. I'm floating that plat patch flat but I'm not floating it like you'd normally float a patch. I'm leaving these big lap lines everywhere. And mm -hmm. then you exactly. it, and then you skim it out, your final coat, you skim it out tight. You've got that fresco harmony look. And I just used a, a round edge sponge, sponged my edges and then sealed it. Nothing, dude, not even in the sun. Like it's like gone, gone. Nice. Um, and that's just a, ta and, and I did, I even did a little video. I didn't post it. I don't know why, but it's like, dude, try doing that with past plaster. Like it's probably a three by three, four by four patch on a ceiling, you know, it's just gone. So there's a, there's certain advantages, but going back to, um, we are creatures of habit, like the drywall community. It's kind of like, you know, we're stuck. We get stuck in our ways a little <clears throat> bit. And so it's, it's, it's understandable that. And also specialty wall finish gets kind of a bad rap because it is wrapped around, Oh, you got to take this class. You have to have to be certified to use this product. There's like this stigma around plaster where it's like, you have to be an expert or something. And I feel like Fresco Harmony is more paint by numbers, like yeah. dump the color pack in, <laughs> smear it on yeah. the wall as best you can do another coat with the same color, seal it and be done. You know, it's about yeah. speed and, and cost. So that, it's not, there's, you know, and, and I mean, we, we, I'll get like a little bit less now, but I'll get like backlash against like, you know, from the plaster community or, you know, maybe people looking down their nose at it or something, but it's, it's just colored drywall mud, you know, no need to get in, get your panties in a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that too, like, cause like, obviously when like the mishap, uh, well i shouldn't say mishap but like at csr that event like that wasn't planned like i just borrowed sean's or nathan's knife with and they had black and it was okay, on the yeah. of the knife and i wanted to go do like the little four by four or two by two squares that we had and uh yeah and then you know next thing you know the gray's mixing with the black and it was like oh and everyone was coming over like oh venetian plaster and i was like uh, this just happened. Like I was, I was going to say, I, I guess I was going to stay. I, I was going to say I have to start over again. Cause I, and everyone was kind of like, Oh, it's cool. And then I ended up doing it on the big wall. Right. And then yeah, now, yeah. It's, now it's on the backsplash, but the amount of people that have been like, Oh, is that Venetian plaster? Is that Venetian plaster? I'm like, no. And then, you know, I kind of like looked into Venetian plaster. And I'm like, man, like, this is like, this is like craziness when you can like, like why? Like, that's just so it would be like someone saying that they want to do plaster and lav in their entire house. 
You know what I mean? It would right. be like, why? Like there's drywall and drywall compound now. Like, right. you know, like, right. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. No, I like go just, to jobs in Santa Fe and they're still laughing. They're laughing the interior and prepping it for plaster. Yeah. It's insane. insane. It's insane. And then forget about patching that shit. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's honestly it's worse than wallpaper. At least wallpaper you can take off. Plaster it's like you have and then you're never going to be able to put a nail in it. No, what a mess too. Yeah. yeah just like, hard, oh hard as nail. It's just hard as nails. Um, which, you know, people tout the durability, you know, and all of this, a plaster is still a wall. It's going to get marred or scratched or gouged or nicked or whatever. I don't care how hard it is. <clears throat> You're going to get spider cracking or water damage or whatever. And yeah. if you can't patch it, then what good is it? You know, <clears throat> so there's kind of, there's a lot more to it when you start going down the rabbit hole. But uh, I was late. I missed the first day of that training. The uh, yeah. I got stuck in Denver, uh, flying out. Uh, that was but, a tough one, yeah. But I think, like, I don't know, I thought to myself, I was like, who was really going to come out on a Thursday, right? Like, Friday seemed to be the day, right? But it was sure, I think there was bad weather, right? All around, and, and but it was a good, like, it was a good turnout, and it was, I, like, yeah, the, it was very hands on. You, you, you went around and spent time with everyone, like, individually, oh, which yeah. was nice. And I don't think you would have been able to do that if there was a bigger crowd, right? So it was good, we, right? Like, we need to do another one. We should do another one. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you man. know, we'd probably yeah. get a better turnout now. And with Sean doing these crazy, uh, fresco adventures, though, those are sort of turning into, uh, fresco trainings we have another one coming up in vancouver bc where they're gonna do a bunch of hanging but i'm talking with the designer and the owner and i'm trying to get a bunch of fresco and what i'd like to do is like there's a group of people that are going and they're going to share in the the drywall finishing aspect of the project i'd like to do a training around the fresco harmony and be like you know who are, if you want to get out if you want to come out to uh to Vancouver, BC, will uh, your your accommodations can be taken care of while you're there, and you could train on the wall. I'll be up there, and it'll it'll be a bunch of fun. And yeah, we're doing a real life project, and you know we're making it look awesome. Uh, so I think that's in the works. Uh, I'd ra- I'd way rather do a training like that where we're actually doing somebody's house and busting some footage. Yeah, man, that that would that would that would be pretty cool, like a pretty cool opportunity for sure. Um, let's talk. Yeah, like Sean, Sean's upset. Broly's dad is like obsessed with uh with with Fresco. It's awesome. He's like the face of Fresco now. I feel like it's, it's awesome. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's been and just for all of you out there that maybe listen to the Drywall podcast or follow Fresco Harmony a little bit, like I don't pay him a cent to. <laughs> <laughs> he's just no. helping he's helping me uh promote fresco harmony and shout out for that because there's things that i'm good at there's things that i'm not good at and you know when it's your product you're really close to it and i don't you know i i don't want to shove it down anybody's throat or anything like that it's a system that works i use it i do fresco harmony projects here and make money in albuquerque with it and it's something that i wanted to share with the drywall community 
it's just a color system for joint compound and a way to take joint compound, color it perfectly from batch to batch and make cool walls. Whether you're going over level three drywall or painted ugly ass texture, you can just go right over it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> did you know, did you know Sean before, uh, that training or did you guys meet there? Yeah, briefly, like maybe like a month or two before that training, I I had met Sean. I made a, I made a couple of goofy Instagram posts, um, and I guess it drew some attention. And Sean was one of them. He thought I was hilarious, so yeah, he followed he followed me, and then we ended up meeting up. And uh, he was talking about the 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 Fresco event, and I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, and. Uh, yeah, he's like, you should go. So then anyways, yeah, I ended up, I ended up going to that event because of him. Like, I, I, I don't know if I would have stumbled upon it if it wasn't for him per se. And, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so that was a fun day. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then we, he only lives like 20 minutes from me. So, uh, okay. And I, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're both pretty busy, but we, uh, we've met up at Nate. We, we tried, we were at one point having wings, like, I don't know, uh, once a month type thing. So yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> Nathan Binkle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nate from Nate's drywall here. Yeah. Yeah. Another awesome yeah. guy. Another awesome yeah, guy. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are all like big teddy bears, man. As they should call <laughs> you guys the three bears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you're all so friendly. Uh, and it, it was great to me. I think Nathan was at, the training maybe he wasn't i can't remember was he at the fresco training yep he was he was okay yeah there was a gaggle there was a i was so tired um i got in at like 11 i woke up at like six and then we went all day and csr had their opening in barry ontario that day um yeah. at their barry location it was so cool um such yeah, a great yeah great day and then the next day I flew back. I flew out. It was crazy. It was just a whirlwind. Yeah. But it seems like um, you do that a lot, though, sometimes. I, I follow you along, and I'm like, wow, he's here, there, everywhere. And, he has a, and he's a family man. Holy jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I'll take off. I've traveled my whole life, though, so I don't – it's not – it's it's still practice though. You have to get your plane ticket or you have to make a plan and go. I talk about it a little bit, but it's important. I think it's important to travel. It's important for my son to he's grown up learning how to be how to travel and he's good with people and things like that. I think it's it's uh even when he was an infant, I think it's important. Like I think we went to Las Vegas on my 40th birthday. He was like six months old. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> Just toddling, you know, cruising around Vegas with a, a stroller and a, and a and an infant, you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, um, I definitely agree. Like traveling, like one of like one of the most humbling <clears throat> things in my life was when I went to South America and went to the Galapagos Islands and yeah, Machu Picchu and stuff. There and when I go. came back. Like that was in my twenties, and I remember coming back and just being super humble and fortunate for you know it was life changing and yeah and even even like even re like remotely traveling like I've just gotten recently into backpacking and like just going off into the woods and traveling that way right like yeah it's it's good just to yeah it's all there's all different forms of travel but 
It's not. Yeah. Hey, what's that saying? What's that saying? It's not the. De- it's not how. It's not getting to the destination. It's how you got there, right? You gotta along yeah. your travels. You gotta make sure that you really take in and have experiences. If you just rush through with your head down through your travels, then what's the point, right? I like it. Uh, there's a saying: <laughs> um, those who life is a great book. Those who never stray from home, read only a page, something like that. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) Um, that. Foz, Sean Fawcett, signature finish renovations. You, are you primarily drywall or are you a remodel person? Uh, I guess I'm a remodel person. You're a remodel person. How did you get into, would you have on the strength of one to 10, how strong would you say your drywall chops are hanging, finishing, texturing, all that? See, I'm a pretty modest guy and I was actually, I'm helping out my buddy's dad right now. And he used to tape subdivisions. Okay. And he, he'd tape subdivisions in the eighties and he's like primarily drywall. Like that's, and, you know, it wasn't until we got, like, this is only a couple of weeks ago, and I was coding everything, and we we got in the truck and driving home, and he looks at me, and he's like, you coded a fair amount of drywall, eh? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, like, your seams, like, they're really nice. I was like, wow, thanks, man. That means a lot. I'm always yeah. pretty modest. I know, see, like, I was taught by a third-generation Frenchie as well. Like, this guy was a, uh, Roger, the guy I'm doing work for right now. He's a Frenchie taper. But the guy that taught me was Denis. He was a third generation taper. Now wait a second. Uh, wait a second. You say Frenchie taper. Now to all of our listeners. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, wait, all of our listeners in the United States. I just want to remind uh, our U.S. listeners that there's a heavy French influence in your area. So there's a lot of yeah. French. So when you say Frenchie, what does that mean to you? Uh, yeah, Denis was from Denis from Quebec, and uh, okay. And Roger's actually from uh, like up north, like Thunder Bay, right? So, okay. so yeah, there's there's a lot of it's just French. They uh, they they talk we oui, we oui, Monsieur like not like France, but like like Denis always used to say something like when he would skim out a butt joint, he'd be like, okay, Sean, this is the most important. Like in a French accent, he'd be like, like ah, okay. this is the most important part, and it ah. would be like finishing in one swipe, right? And I'm like. All right, Denny. You'd be or like nice and creamy. The mud is nice and creamy. Uh, the corner bead, the corner bead. Like that's what <laughs> I had to listen to all the time. Uh, all right, all right. But they're so passionate. The, the one thing about the French is they're always so passionate about their work, right? So, but um, okay. But yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. No, I've always been pretty modest because you got to keep in mind, like I've been taught by old school, where it's all like originally the way I'm taught is. Uh, mesh tape and durabond on my joints and then everything's done by hand right so like i was taught how to do corners inside corners by hand and it wasn't until i i left that guy that i was working for and i found out about the k&m kit i was like i messaged him i was like dude i cannot believe that you do inside corners like this like the, knowing that this tool exists right and and i still i still haven't even dabbled into boxes yet right so yeah I've, but that's I've, a testament my... that's a testament to the stubbornness even the franchise like they're stuck they're stubborn right like maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's like no 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 sean we do it this way this way is yeah. the prop- <laughs> this way is proper <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, with Roger, the guy that I'm doing some work for right now, he used to run boxes and tools, and his son is actually a full-time taper. One of his sons that I know well is uh, a full-time taper, and he's very familiar with the boxes and stuff, but he's like, you know, for the basements and for the main floor rentals that I do, I just do it all by hand myself. Like, you know, like he has a flusher, he has a compound too, but like he doesn't have any, he sold all his boxes to one of his son, the one son, right? So he knows about boxes. I just, I've never used one and I've never been exposed to it. Right. So it's funny to ask me about taping because like when I talk, when I go to events like the three-way event and the Fresco event and I meet these yeah. guys and I'm like, Oh my God, they're on a whole different level than I, I feel Amish. Like I feel like I'm freaking a Mennonite taping. Like it's stuck in the 1800s, you know? <laughs> like, it's good to some- have that. It's good to have that modesty. That's an attribute I believe, but on the drywall podcast, buddy, you can let that veil down and you can just soak it all in. You. This is about <laughs> you. This is about you. We want to hear uh, and more to vet your skill level. It's like uh, qualifying yourself to be on the drywall podcast, you know, so that people know, well, he's not just a remodeler that says, Oh, anybody can do drywall. You've done a lot of drywall. You've learned from some amazing finishers. It sounds like, and you know what you're talking about. So more for that reason than anything else. How did you get, are you first generation drywaller or was your dad a remodeler? How did that come to be? Yeah, no, uh, no, my my dad wasn't very handy. So I guess growing up, I always tried to be handy around the house, to be honest. So, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was funny, though, because like I managed the gas station out of high school and, and my bosses at the time were like, you're going to be in the trades. You're going to be in the trades. And in high school, I took a carpentry course and I okay. had I had dropped out of it halfway and said, I don't want to be a carpenter. I'm never going to be a carpenter. And it wasn't because I was doing bad. I was actually getting 80s and 90s. I just thought there's no money in this. And what kind of life is this? And I don't want to work on a construction site and there's better life, you know, because you're young and stupid, kind of immature. And you think that you're going to make millions like every other kid. Right. Like whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. And then it wasn't until I actually had to find a job when the gas station sold and I asked a bunch of contractors and luckily one guy that primarily did carpentry um uh took me on and i would watch these three guys come in and tape this house like it was the three brothers that he hired all the time so he subbed out all the tiling and taping but the the craziest part about this honestly nick this one guy he was like 350 to 400 pounds on stilts i was like holy crap man this is like this looks like 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 the like some X Men character. Like it's insane. <laughs> like it was insane. <laughs> he was and pushing he the uh, he was pushing the stilt uh, boundary for weight. Yeah, but Probably. he had no problem, and man, it was impressive. But yeah, and then and then yeah, and then anyways. Uh, so wait, uh, you saw we... you saw those guys. You're starting out. You're uh, you started with a, a framing crew, so you're learning about framing. Yeah. And well, uh, carp- you see these, yeah. or sorry, carpentry. Uh, you you uh, see these three crazy ass drywallers come in, and you're like, "Whoa, what's that?" So maybe the seed was planted. Then you're like, "That looks cool." Yeah, and then, and then I was very intimidated by it, right? Because um, there was always this persona that is like very hard, or you have to be really good at it, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
anyways, uh, when I worked with Steve, the second guy that would bring in Denis, uh, the guy that taught him, uh, Steve <clears throat> kind of looked at me one day and was like, man, well, are you going to put the first coat on this? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, are you sure you want me to? And he's like, Hey, there's only one way that you're going to learn how to do this. So let's go, let's get going <laughs> and really push me. And I went off into the corner. I think of a closet and I skimmed out yeah. like a seam or a butt joint. And he's like, come get me when you're done. And I was like, okay. And then, um, he came and looked at it and, and I, I think he was being quite like, uh, encouraged. Yeah, he was, he was like, this is the worst freaking seam I've ever seen. Sean, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure he wanted to say that, but the words that came out of his mouth were, I don't think I could have done a better job. And I thought, yeah, right. Okay. Whatever. But okay. there was a, there, I did have a knack for it and he did admit yeah. it because there was many times where he was like, honestly, man, I think we found your knack. Uh, and I was like, okay. I was like, really and he's like yeah man like you're you're pretty good at this we just gotta get you better like and i and what was like your Steve, impression what was your impression of the mud okay so so they're seeing that you have some potential what was your impression of the mud did you like it right away was it uh, uh did, were you like yeah, oh, but i could do this yeah yeah i did but then i think i also was trying to be too picky at first and i was working i was spending too much time on things that i technically shouldn't have and it was it wasn't accomplishing anything like you know what i mean like i was constantly trying to fix roll out like ridges and stuff like that but making more work and more mess for me right um but yeah i mean it was funny because like the most frustrating thing was is that steve and Denis were rocking travels and for the life of me i could not handle a travel right like i could not get the mud to cooperate so i actually just went to knives and i was i could keep up with them and uh coat the way they wanted me to coat with knives like from like eight to twelve you know and um yeah and then actually and then uh, long story short is uh actually christy slade was the one that um suggested for me to use a trowel and i guess just over a year ago uh i've been starting to use a trowel and now i can't use my knives so <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I know it just like drywall seemed to, to be a knack for me. And, um, it, I just, I just went with it and, and, and then I found more people always were looking for, uh, like drywall work, you know, like on, on the side while I was working for someone like, Hey, can you come tape this? Cause no one wants to tape or they're not good at it and they want it done, you know, per, like a, a nice way. So, uh, I just ended up taking all these weekend and after hours work that were drywall related that ended up having a, a knife in my hand and I got better and better and better at it. Right. Is you are learning to finish drywall from these uh, Frenchmen, Denis uh, specifically guy named. Yeah. Denis. So, yeah. So Denis, uh, Denis taught Steve and then Steve was like my renovations boss. Right. So, so Steve would bring, Steve wasn't French, but Steve uh, would bring in Denis and then Denis would teach me, right? So, okay. and I think I was just saying there that uh, they used to use trowels and at first I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable with a trowel and a uh, hawk. So I actually used knives, like the eight inch to 12 inch knives. and Like the I crazy, like crazy Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, TK TK drywall is big on on knives. 
he's he's a, that guy's a phenomenal. See, like like Danny is an, a guy like I'm going to make time to listen to that that podcast. Danny, Dr. oh Lee. yeah, it's and, good, it's good. Yeah, like, yeah, but, like, he's I a riot. Yeah, he, him, him, like Danny and TK Drywall are like the first two guys that I really started following, and okay. I think they're both. I think they're both animals, just uh, complete like, animals. Danny's a beast. Like, yeah, you yeah. see his, see him, like the hanging, like the guys, the guys that are good at hanging, always like it's like, dang, he's you know, not only can he finish really well, but he like you know throws that stuff up. It's just so cool to watch. Yeah, and even his balance, like even on the Stegway with his with the stilts with the freaking box, like it's yeah, what? And and I actually I knew that he was a different caliber, but then when I watched him on Tough as Nails, like when there was a TV show here that that was on that was called Tough as Nails. Yeah, oh yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> I was well, I remember seeing the cast, and I was like. Is that who I think it is? No. It's, what? And I was like pumped. And then it actually made me follow along. Well, don't say like, don't say too much. Don't say too much. We keep it uh we keep it kind of on the DL, you know, so that if if somebody is uh want, wants to go watch the season cuz I watched the season, I kind of know yeah, who, I kind of I kind of knew what happened, although I wish I wouldn't have because it's such a it's such a like cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, Uh, but but it was it was good because and I was actually texting Danny during, you know, because we just watched it. So I'm texting Danny about like where I'm at in the show and like what's going on. And he's laughing and being like, oh, yeah, like they shouldn't have done this or they shouldn't have done that. Or this person was being a funny or this person was, you know, getting mad or, uh, you know, he he was very passionate about the show, though. Like it just speaks volumes about his like passion for life and he was really like taking it very seriously you know this was a big and uh they were uh on the show i'll say a little bit but uh they were it'll this will drop in the interview too but they were cut off for like a month no cell phones like they didn't they didn't they weren't even able to interact with each other so no uh yeah we talk about all that uh it's a really funny fun episode i think i think it's people are gonna enjoy it yeah well and they even brought danny back like from the season two they brought danny back in for the drywall episode like there was yeah the task of doing drywall and they yeah. brought danny in for that which i thought was cool <laughs> I, was like, That's yeah, awesome. I watched i watched season one and then i watched episode uh i think it was like episode uh two or whatever episode season two episode seven or eight when they do the drywall section i watched that and that's all i've seen of tough as nails but it's really well done good show uh check it out if you haven't seen it so we've got these we've got these inspirational type characters that you follow christy slade though was your inspiration for the trowel yeah 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 she how did that how did that happen uh she just kept on like like talking to me saying that like i would be i would be way better with a travel and this and that and i'm like yeah 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 and then uh she was she was like going on about like how all the guys that she works with like use a travel and and it's funny because even roger the other day had a curved travel and she was going on about the difference between curved and flat and 
and I used Roger's uh, Roger's uh, curve trial to do a first coat. And I was like, I'm buying one. Like now I know. I like curved on the first, you know, coat. What do you mean curved? What do you mean curved? Like a uh, curved in the trowel, like you know, like you can get curved trowels and flat trowels, right? Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Like on the edge, like the the edge of the trowel. Yeah, yeah. So it has oh. like a, it has like a, a flex to it. It's like concave or whatever, right? So when you skim, you're packing out more into that, or coat. Sorry, when you're coating your first coat, you're packing out more into that. Now, that, when you um, put pressure on the temper. trowel, when you put pressure on the trowel, does the trowel flatten out? It does, but it's still like uh like a sixteenth. Like he showed Roger showed me that. He's like, watch what I he's like when I put up your flat trowel, he's like, look, uh, like he did it on a flat piece of uh drywall. And he's like, look. And he's like, now when I push, he's like, You're taking you're taking out, like you're taking out of the the seam. And he's yeah. like, then look at look on a curve and he put it up with no pressure, and there was like an eighth, and then he pushed. And then there was like a still like a sixteenth, like a hairline. So right, okay. But yeah, Pam. so yeah, Christy, Christy was nagging at me to to use a trowel, and then I just kind of was <laughs> like, all right, I'll try it out. And then I just I was really uncomfortable, like. But I think with a lot of the skills and experience that I had with the knives, it kind of transferred somewhat, and I, I just forced it to be more comfortable in my hand. And yeah. Then, and then, uh, and then, and then, yeah. And then, anyways, now I, I, my game plan was to use my knives for corner bead, for whatever reason, just because I wasn't going yeah. to use them anymore, and I didn't care yeah. if they got pitted. And now I can't. Now I can't even use my knives; they don't feel comfortable to me. Like I rather, yeah. I can, you know, I shouldn't say that. I use my six and four, and obviously, right? But I just don't yeah. like using my my eight and ten and twelve inch knives anymore. Now I just use trowels. Yeah, so I can use a trowel and a pan and knife. I feel like it's good for rounding your education. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's healthy for a drywall finisher to know how to run both. Um, I, I will say though that that transition from pan and knife to hawk and trowel is difficult. Like that is like yeah. it's it's hard to like get used to the trowel. Um, it was for me. Um, yeah, the camber, yeah, well, that's interesting. The camber of the trowel. I didn't realize, I didn't realize certain trowels had a camber to them. That's very cool. Like snow yeah. ski, snow skis, like the new skis, they call them rocker skis. They rock outside like this. So that when you're cutting, you get better cut in the oh, snow. Gotcha. Um, and they also have side cut as well. They have a, you know, they have a side cut ski. So when you lean on the edge of the ski, it grabs when you're turning um is that is that something you're really into is skiing yeah i like skiing nice <laughs> i wish uh, I, I live in canada and i wish i did a winter sport but the winter <laughs> does nothing for me other than piss me off <laughs> makes me clean off my truck yeah um yeah i lived in crested butte which has more vertical more extreme vertical terrain than any other park in colorado no um, way yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rowdy there. Um, and see, I love mountain biking, so I don't yeah. know. I would, I would love that. Oh yeah, but you learn how to finish, and yeah. you still keep up with your carpentry chops. And now, all of a sudden, this carpentry business has a new finisher that hangs out with them. Or do you just say, "Hey, sorry guys, I'm going to go finish. I like it better." Uh, no. Uh, 
what actually happened was COVID and I had to stop working for Steve and I got in with a custom home builder uh, uh, in Oakville. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So they were like, they were like, we don't do any drywall work. And I was like, okay, well I have carpentry background and, and one of the owners was like the lead framer at the time, John Barbeau. And he, he taught me like a lot. And at first he was doubtful of me. Um, and, uh, and then I got to the point where he was requesting for me every day to be on the framing site. And I learned a lot of, from of framing with him. And then, uh, and then this the, goes, the... wait a second, this goes to show you people, like if you show initiative and you're kind of good and you pay attention and maybe have some modesty, people will like take you under their wing and show you what's up. Like, I think yeah. you, I think you got a lot of opportunities to learn because of your openness and just how you are as a human being, you know? Yeah. And it's just the, I cared. Right. So like, I just like when you, when someone expresses the like care for something, it show it goes a long way. Right. I feel like, but yeah, I've been very fortunate with my upbringing and that's why. And, and it's beyond me though. Cause like when I worked at this custom home builder, there was like 25 carpenters and some of them knew how to tape and they were like, I don't want them knowing that I know how to tape. And, and like like screw learning something else and i'm like why man like you're still young like why why not just try it what and do you like, mean you that. were what do you mean you were thinking that to yourself no no like when i would talk to other guys like because other guys found out that i could tape like the, yeah. i was about to say like the custom so like john was requesting for me every day to be on the framing site but then when the when the um like the finish side of of the custom home builder found out i could tape they wanted me to come in and patch things that like an electrician or yeah. HVAC guy patch. Of and course. when they, when they, I had to float out a staircase one time because the treads were like a quarter inch off the wall. Yeah. And I had to float that all out. And when I did that, then I became like a drywall God to them. And then it was like anything with drywall related. I was pulled to go do that. And then I had John fighting me to be on the, on, it was a cool feeling to so get you're saying the other carpenters were like, don't let them know that you know how to finish, dude. They'll be having you mess well, with the no, mud. So, did. Yeah, well, they also, no, they, they didn't want, like there was maybe three guys out of the 25 carpenters that could tape. Not great, but could tape. Sure. And, and they just, they wanted it to be like a hidden secret and like they didn't even know what a travel was because they didn't want to be assigned any taping tasks or anything. So, but I you just didn't. Laugh at it. Yeah, you didn't give a shit because you don't mind no. finishing. I'm it like, was what like, what is wrong with you, man? But it's yeah. just, it's funny because there's certain guys that only want to have the horizon of one thing. You know what I mean? Like the horizon is a little bit bigger if you go past that one thing. And cer certain guys just want to have one thing, like finished carpentry, and that's it. Yeah. And that's yeah. all they want. And I mean, some tapers are like that. Like all they've done in their lives is tape. It goes back yeah. to the beginning of the show, Sean, when we're discussing the Fresco Harmony and the guy's like, oh, I need a week to learn how to do that. Well, it's like, all you got to do is tweak your mind a little bit. And I'm the same exact way. I don't do carpentry because it like seems like this big, vast thing. If I would have spent, and I, I talk about like, man, I wish I would have jumped on with a custom home builder. Like, cause those, yeah. it seems like, like if you want to learn a bunch of shit, jump on with a custom home builder. You know, because you'll learn a ton. Um, I always liked finishing. 
I, I there's a lot to it. I think once you learn, you kind of have a little niche there where it's based in skill. It's almost like masonry or, you know, a good mason is like yeah, really yeah. hard or a tile guy. Like, you know, oh, anybody can do tile, but like, I see a lot of <laughs> shitty tile, you know, like yeah, man. you watch a good tile guy and they come in and like, it's like, they're like masters, you know, just it's like, effortless, wa- right? just like watching uh Daniel Moody, you know, or Phil uh, finish. It's just like, it's a pleasure to watch a, pro- a yeah. true professional. Um, I, I think it's that- no different with, it's no different with Fresco or anything, man. But it's aside from like, it's just joint. You're still using joint compound. You already know how to use it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, and I was actually saying the other day to, to kind of sum everything up. Like I, I feel like taping now is like my happy place. Like okay. if I'm doing a carpentry project, like building a deck or anything, like I'm constantly thinking in my head because like there's multiple things to consider and, and take into a uh, plan. And you know, you're, yeah. You're always like when you're framing, you're thinking of the plumbing, the the tile, the drywall, everything. You you yeah. if you actually care, if you actually care and, yeah. and want to. Like the one thing that John uh, loved me was when we would do a house, like our framers would forget all the drywall back up. And he's like, "Man, can you go <laughs> knock out all the yeah. He's like, "I know that you will actually do it because you will you care." And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like, look at this. How are the drywallers going to hang a board here?" I would, I would walk through a house and be like, drywall backup dry like i would point out like i would feel it would be like i was working for the drywall company <laughs> well and <laughs> and look at all up. look at all the time you're saving that builder and the drywall company because it's getting done properly from the start versus ha- having to go back or you just frame it shittily and then it's yeah. er- everything's out and it looks like crap which is what people yeah. nor- normally do yeah. You know. So, so like, I mean, when I do a carpentry product project, I'm more, my mind is more engaged when I'm, when I'm taping, I can actually just have like subconscious thoughts and just float around. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm way, way more relaxed, way more yeah. relaxed when I'm taping. I feel like it's a meditation. Like, cause I, I, even with the fresco, it's like you did like tons of square footage, like just miles and you get into it, it's just like a meditation. You, you, can, yeah. you can lose yourself. Yeah. It depends on the day though, right? Like we all have our days where, you know, you get too many <laughs> hitchhikers, you get too many hitchhikers in the mud or something or, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. And, yeah. and, and then that's when taping can be very frustrating. Cause there's times where I get very frustrated where I'm like, I keep getting a hitchhiker in my mud or something like yeah. that, or like a little clump. And I'm like, Oh, I just yeah. had that nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it happens with the tools too. The tools will like some days are running like smooth and nice, and then some days are just like they're fighting you. You know. Yeah. Um. The tools are learning curve too. So you you did adapt some of the semi-automatic uh, methodology from a Can-Am. You got some Can-Am tools. Yeah, yeah. I love the the corner flusher. I think that was like one of the best inventions ever. I mean, now that I talk to guys that actually tape, like they go on about the mechanical heads, like, you know, with the throttle, with the box on it. Um, that's obviously superior. Like, I wouldn't say superior because like Can-Am Can- makes a really good product. But I mean, I just started using the the variable flow head. And, okay. And that goes on your compound tube. So like I was... 
I, w- I was uh, using the compound tube and then flushing out my my corners. Okay. And I would watch these guys. I would watch these guys run around with like a mechanical head and a box on it. And I'm like, oh my god, that saves so much. That saves even more time. Like yeah. you know, like because I'm like, yeah. oh man. And uh, anyways, I, I got this variable flow head, and I think it's that's the bee's knees right now too. So, okay. So I guess there's pros and cons to both. Like you know, the mechanical heads, I think they have a bit of flex to them, right? So they can like me being a framer, I know that like a lot. A lot of times the corner is not perfectly square, right? Even when the guys try right. to, but you got characteristics of wood. You're working like most people do not realize that most wood it has the crown and a bow to it. And as much as you want to build that corner nice and straight every time, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, you, know, you got to use some. You got to you. You got to pick and choose your battles with wood where you're putting it when you're framing a wall. But again, it comes down to the person who cares who builds it, right? So. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, the corners, even on a brand new build, are not perfectly 90 degrees, right? So you do get a little bit of flex with K&M, but it'd be nice to get maybe some more out of it some t- in some scenarios, right? Love it. Like the mechanical. mechanical <clears throat> but yeah, I run I run the compound tube and uh, that's probably as far as that's as far as I go right now until I, I mean, Broly's dad has offered me to uh, try out his um box with him which i think is very generous of him so yeah uh, yeah it's i would good, love that because it's a good next step that's a good next step yeah just to try that out and especially if i get a basement right like i did that huge basement but like that that 2800 square foot basement so it was like 7000 square foot of board um i did that all by hand and with my compound tube and uh that is the job that i force myself to use the travel on <laughs> so i had a plenty of practice on that job <laughs> but uh, i would have loved cool. to have a i would have loved to have a box on that job you know like if i could just run i've ran a box on that job i would have been a lot quicker and, and Box, uh, boxes are amazing they really are um yeah very cool invention uh and it speeds up the process is there anything uh i guess besides the flusher this this uh can-am system that you started using is there anything that recently has shifted your opinion about drywall or that you've been able to maybe that you didn't think would work but now you're using this new system and it works really awesome but you were resistant to it I mean, your product would be one of them. Fresco. Okay. I wouldn't say resistant to though. It's just something new to me that I'm like, this is a really cool product, right? Like, and if, if you can sell it and once it gets out there more yeah. and you know, I, I'm more, I'm more or less in, interested in trying to get it into someone else's house other than myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that. To- that's the biggest aspect uh, that I talk to people about. It isn't how to do it. I think anybody can do it. You know, if you're doing drywall, yeah. playing around with mud, you can do it. It's sales. It's all sales. And then somebody will say, you know, oh, well, that doesn't sell up here. It's like, it didn't sell in Albuquerque either until I started selling it. <laughs> like, people yeah, don't exactly. know. Like, that builder that you work with, we've done several houses here where we do the whole house. Like he's doing, I have custom home builders that I work with here that know about Fresco. We've done the whole house, finished to a level three. He's doing parade of homes. He thinks it's the cat's meow. 
I'm not really in with clientele like that was because that was like multi-million dollar clientele. Right, like it right. Was in, one guy had $60,000 worth of toilets and he only had six toilets. Go figure that one. So yeah, like that's a lot of money just to be spent. And they, and they would love something like that. Right. And yeah, I think yeah. that, right. And, yeah. and, but, but, um, but to be honest with you, a, a big one is working with Roger right now is he, he paper tapes all his seams. And as I told you, Denis and Steve taught me to mesh tape and dirt bond. And that's the way I've just always have done it. So I have a bit of resistance towards the paper tape because I have tried it one time and it, it bubbled and literally blew up in my face. So oh yeah, I, I like the like, I, I like the like, paper tape. I mean, paper yeah, tape's and, like that's the OG paper tape, you know. And yeah. a lot of people, a lot of finishers will look down their nose at the mesh. And I've had yeah, I've I had get, I've had a mesh situation where it, it all cracked out on a on an outdoor ceiling. Um, and I like fibrofuse too. So fibrofuse has come into focus for people. I think it has pluses and minuses as well. But the paper tape's always been there, and you're you're shifting yeah. now. You're shifting now and coming around maybe to uh, paper paper tape. Yeah, yeah. Like he, like when I told Roger, I was like, you know, I use I use uh, mesh and Durban. He's like, no, 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 not on my site. Like with a French yeah. accent, right? Yeah, got all mad and that. and and he's like, I've had it crack too many times, and I'm like, well, I've had paper tape blister on me, and then sure enough. Uh, he had like the flat head attachment for the compound tube. So I ran around and put mud up and uh, he put the tape up and he swiped it himself. And yeah. on our scene, we had a bubble and I was like, what's I, I looked your, at your muds, probably your muds, probably drying out back there though. It's tr yeah. probably drying. You know, like when you run with a bazooka or a banjo, it spits the mud and the paper out at the same time. And you just, I mean, the main thing with paper tape is just saturating it with mud. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's I wet. might have gotten a, I might have gotten a little bit too ahead of him with the compound tube, right? But uh, yeah, right. But there was a blister, and I was just like, I know that wouldn't have happened with mesh tape and durable yeah, But then yeah. you know, it is. It, he, he fixed it up like it was nothing, right? Like it, and and watching, and I'm like, oh, so like my worries and my yeah. like jeebies <laughs> about it. I mean, like if the whole tape, if the whole tape is like that, then then that's different. But like it was yeah. one spot, so it was easy to repair and. And so now I'm like, you know what? And I can see because like in my head now, I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't get any cracks with paper tape. You wouldn't. So right. yeah, you know what? Maybe right. I should start using it's paper tape. It's like a full tape, right? full bond. It's like full yeah. bond, you know. Um, and it's just it's just funny because it's just like the way I was taught where it was like, no, no, paper, not paper tape, and only this way. And <laughs> and it's all you know, and then you get good at it, and then you go to try something else and you're unsure about it, and then it blows up in your face, and you're like never again never again right and yeah. then you know it's not until you get like until i start working i worked with roger and he's showing me things and i'm like uh i got it okay and then and then and then it's like yeah you know what i'm going to start incorporating this so so that's a good example of something that i yeah. had resistance to and oh, yeah. adapting to and yeah but yeah your 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 product I don't have resistance to, um, I think it's an awesome product. It's completely new and it's so new that the resistance is, is people don't know about it. Right. So Correct. We gotta, Correct. like getting, yep. like educating, showing people that this is what it is and, well, and try it in your and house. And Brawley's dad, like he just doesn't give a shit. Like that guy just posts like endlessly every day. He's just like 
crushing social, you know, and I'm more, I'm more reserved maybe a little bit that way. I like the podcast cause I'm coming at you sideways a little bit, but he just is like in your face with that. Shit. Yeah, man. He's, he's obsessed with it. And, and I mean, it's I think so cool. I, I love it, like, but you know what the crazy thing is, is like when I was doing like the backsplash and stuff, he was like asking me how I was doing certain things. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like I'm just, just mixing it like i'm just it, i'm just i'm just doing um my body is taking over my mind's not thinking and right. then i started thinking about what i was doing so i could try to like translate it to him and that's when it became like not difficult but more not as easy like it was you know what i mean it i agree i agree i agree because i it's so second nature to me i'm dumping the color pack in i'm getting all the color out i'm putting on the base coat i know what i can get away with so i can blow out a room and nothing like no yeah. time and i'm always like but if everybody should be doing this it's like just you're just coloring mud they should be finishing houses this way like why yeah. not like the drywall guy could be making like double in their profit margin. They could be finishing houses, look amazing, like plaster. You know, it's costing you nothing. It's it's as cheap as paint, you know, and you get like this plaster looking finish. Like how come they're not, how come this isn't like, it should be a game changer, you know, like that, those types of things. But, but you go back to, oh, there's like, there's a learning curve. Somebody's never done it before. They don't know to, leave it messy or what you can get away with or that I'm not, I'm not pulling level five smooth finish. This is an imperfect smooth, but it looks smooth. You know that you have yeah. to explain that because people don't, especially drywallers, they want everything to be a hundred percent flat. It's so yeah. weird. Well, well, Sean was trying to understand how I was making certain streaks with the multiple colors, right? Like <laughs> yeah. how I was like, you know, and, and I was like, I don't know, man, like I'm kind of making it go on an angle and I'm using like this edge of my knife. But then when I had to start thinking about it, that's when I couldn't replicate it. Right. Uh, and, yeah. Well, uh, your, your backsplash to the listener too. There's a little bit of, of the backsplash in the beginning of the video. It's more artistic than the normal fresco where you just, yeah you're just doing two coats same color no problem you're doing something a little more artistic so you can get as artistic as you want um i'm always preaching keep it simple yeah yeah like from the start get do it do it easy and then get more complicated as you get familiar yeah and i and that's the best part about that is because i remember you saying that at the fresco event at csr yeah. And and I was like, what do you mean though? Like look what I just did and I didn't even think about it. How hard can it be to duplicate this? Right. And then fast forward like a month to my backsplash and I'm like, How did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, or, why can't I do this again? And and it was you know, a different space, right? It was also a different space because yeah. you don't get the flow of motion right, right. the cabinets. But at the same time though, I was like, and then even like the next day when I was trying to there's so many variables because it yes. also depends on how wet the mud is, like how dry the mud is, like, you know, what yeah. your base coat was, like when you applied the second color during the dry, like there's a lot of variables that will manipulate the two colors working together that gives different effects. Right. So, right. so like anything, right. Like I feel like if you really spent time at it, you could be consistent with the multiple colors and making those patterns and stuff. And you could get it dialed in. You could have like an A, B, C, like I need to have this base coat yes. on and apply this color 
in matter of this amount of time to get the swirl effect, right? So, yeah, yeah. Because I've this... I've often I've often watched like the CSR video, and I'm like, I have the two colors like mixing, but they're one was a little bit drier than the other, and that's why you could, I could pull the black, and then the it was it's kind of wild to watch. Like I could pull the black, and then the gray would pop through too, but it was like layers. Yeah. I don't know, it was weird. It, they would like overlap each other and mesh. It, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's just I don't know. Anyways, it's yeah. just really cool. They're really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I like see. I like seeing two people like you get get jazzed about it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I think it's something that's going to take a while. And the more you know, when people play with it a little bit, they get kind of hooked a little bit. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it will be a thing because the big thing is these accent walls with like the MDF strips and the slats on it, and you're painting totally. it black. And I even thought like, you know, what would be cool is if you if you did a fresco wall and then you did the MDF slats on top of it, right? Because because yeah. when you it would make that wall just be a little bit more oomph, right? Like it yeah. would just like you when you do those slats and you paint the wall black, it's just a wall painted black with slats on it. But if it has yes. texture to it with those slats, it's it's something, right? I agree. I agree. And yeah. then uh, your uh, Pearl of Wisdom. Sorry. My Pearl of Wisdom. <laughs> what, what, is a, what is a Pearl of Wisdom you can bestow on the drywall community? I ask everybody. Um, I You've guess, had a bunch. Uh, You've had a bunch, Foz. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're, you're much more broad than I would have uh, expected. I didn't know what to think. <laughs> But you, you're yeah. very, you're very knowledgeable about uh, the construction industry, and uh, very, very easy to talk to. This has been a fantastic interview. But if you could say or put on the billboard something that uh, a little pearl of wisdom you could bestow on the drywall community, what would it be? I think what I did quote earlier about it's not about your destination; it's about your journey. Like how you, it's not about getting to your destination; it's about the journey to your destination, right? And uh, just yeah you know enjoy the small moments right don't uh it can be very mundane just going through the motions every day you gotta have fun you gotta laugh you gotta try to create fun for your even if you're by yourself like when i was taping by myself like i was trying to dance and record myself being goofy and you know you can't be that way every day right like you know my truck is in the shop right now and i'm probably looking at a couple grand to in repairs and but you still got to smile, wake up and have fun and yeah. have a good day and not let things completely consume you and ruin you. So it's about the journey, right? And you can either, you have a choice, either be negative or be happy and positive. And, and that choice is completely up to you minute by minute every day. Right. Yeah. I love it, man. Like I love even, it. Even, even, well, even, you know, you're sober yourself. And I'm, I wish we talked more about this, but, um, oh, yeah, that's know, <laughs> Yeah, I it's wish we okay. did. Sorry. It's and, okay. And but you know, one thing in AA is that you know this shall too pass, right? And that's something, yeah, yeah. and that's something that uh, I I I have stuck with me, where it's like this shall too pass. The good times, the bad times, the mediocre times, like they oh, yeah. all pass. And um, yeah, so how many years yeah. have you been sober? I forgot. It's like ten or twelve, isn't it? Nineteen. 19 holy jeez man that is yeah, awesome yeah 20 uh 20 years march 11th 
Yeah. Oh wow, that's exciting, man. Yeah. Congratulations. That is freaking huge. I hope I get to that. I, I know I will, but I, I can mean, never go back. It's a long time to not smoke a joint or have a beer, you know. It gets it gets yeah. a little dicey when I'm hanging out with these crazy drywall dudes, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh yeah. you know, uh, I love it, love it though, just the same. I don't want to uh, you know, they they just do their thing, you know, and I'm just I'm just hanging out. Uh I yeah, it's it's a blessing. And for me, it's I don't think I don't think I would be doing what I what I'm doing, uh, maybe if I was distracted by all that, you know. So uh No, that's you know, we don't like- we don't get into it too too heavy on here, but there's been some guests that have uh ventured into the realm of sobriety. And I feel like there's an element of, of uh, inspiration maybe that comes from talking about it a little bit, or at least what I like to, I like to leave people with the idea that like, if they can talk, if they w- would like to talk to me, they can message me. Or if they would like to talk to Sean uh, ab- about your experience with recovery, they could reach out. The, this isn't really a recovery podcast. It's, but yeah. I think it, it's there. It's prevalent in the construction industry, and yeah, I want a, people to know that it's okay. Like people are clean and sober. It is possible, and, and I, there I, are I will, people to talk to. Yeah, and I will say, like to to attest to it all, like when I quit drinking, that's when I really excelled at my taping and even at carpentry because my mind was just clear and. I excelled tremendously at my trade, my trades and, and life just got a lot better, man. I was just, I'm just a lot happier and I'm a lot yeah. better and, yeah. and my emotions, I don't let things like, it's just a lot, but be- it's a way better life. Yeah. Not as many <laughs> hangovers. Life. Not, no, not as many. no, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I could never go back. Never. I don't know why people do that to themselves beyond me. But like, I mean, I used to do it to myself every day, even when I'm sick. Now, when I get like sick with like the stomach flu, it reminds yeah. me of being hung over. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't believe I did this to myself every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, it's, it's, it just is what it is. You know, it's not good or bad or anything like that. Uh, Sean Fawcett, if they want to find you on Instagram, what's your handle? Uh, Fozzie Carpenter 22 or signature finish renovations. And then what, what other, uh, what other social media handles can they find you on? Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really, I post more of my, like, I guess, social life on there. Um, just Sean Fawcett on Facebook. And then I have a, I have a signature finish page on Facebook as well. Okay. And if you, and, uh, again, like, yeah, if you want to reach out to, Sean, you could, I guess that would be all right too. If somebody wanted to get oh, I, sober, they want to talk to you about your experience. They could reach out to you or me anytime, of course. Yeah, man. Like one of the, that's how it all started with me too. There's a guy named Brad Gooselink. Um, he's a carpenter, big, he's pretty uh, popular on Instagram. And uh, he made a post that he was like eight years sober. And I was like, I think I have a problem. And he's like, yeah, man, you do. And I still drank two years after that conversation. Yeah. But when I had my when I had my seizure from drinking, I uh, I reached out to him and he was like, "What's your number?" And he called me right away and he talked to me and he was like, "Man, like you gotta figure this out." And he checked in up on me every like week for a long time, yeah. and it was all because of that post. Like because of that post that he made, I wouldn't have had a clue that he was, and he was a tremendous help and mentor at first when I first quit drinking. Brad yeah. Gooseling, I owe a lot to him. 
Shout out to Brad for that. Um, thank you so much for being on the Drywall Podcast today. This Thanks was for a, having me, man. This was a pinch in, but there was no anxiety yeah. over coming on or any of that. We just got to jump right in and have a great conversation. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun. Thank you again for having me. All right, Sean. You have a fantastic day, and we'll talk soon, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. Special thanks to Sean for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. Much appreciated. Sean will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends up in Toronto, CSR, just for coming on the Drywall Podcast. Would you like a sweet swag bucket? Send me your information. Reach out directly at info at frescoharmony.com. Or you can message me on Instagram or give me a call, 505-400-9313. I would love to hear your story. Once again, to help us with our outro, the Dark Lord himself and my personal friend, the Devil. Thank you very much, Nick. It would probably be pretty neat if the people got a little bit of backstory on how you and I met whoa 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 maybe maybe another time devil just uh just stick with the uh stick with the script for now thank you everybody for joining us on the drywall podcast myself and Nick appreciate it greatly You can listen to the Drywall Podcast on your favorite platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much, Devil. We appreciate it, and I appreciate you guys for joining us. Tune in next Friday when we have John Drywall, winner of the Can-Am Contest last month with us but until then keep drywalling